That's listen. No. There there are two rules in life. <laughs> One. White from front to back. <laughs> and two, if a child comes up to you with an imaginary phone, you answer that. That is shit. true. Those are that the only true. two rules in life. That That's is it. true. And if you don't, you're a bad person and you can't tell me nothing else. That's it. That's oh it. my gosh. Um that is hilarious. And Jabria, do you follow her on? Um... No, I just saw. I just found out who they were. But um, what? Yeah, girl. Yes, I've been following Jabria. Listen, I love her. Jabria, Jabria, look country feel. Yeah, she said. Um, <laughs> I don't know what I'm wearing. Oh, go to those. And she said. Um, what was Valentine's Day? She's talking about. No, she was a doctor, and she said. Oh, we don't never record a show because I gotta show you this shit. <laughs> so fucking funny, bro. She said, I'm a doctor. Come on, doctor. I just love how country she is. Who this, doesn't love a country child? I think this baby is going places. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know I mean? Look at it. Wait, let me put this down. Going places, y'all don't, y'all listen, y'all plan. Are you smart? Yes. Yes. I just need. Let me say something. Follow them to account. Yeah. Laron official, whatever, and then Jabril McCullough. I'm telling you. Baby, I be in the bed cracking up. Jabria is my new babe. Let me say something. When that girl said. What the lawyers do? They pee on themselves. She would like with her chest. But that's what I'm saying. It's the confidence. It's the confidence. It's the confidence for me. Listen. Anyway. Oops. Hey y'all. It's Adia. You sure? No. Because you didn't sound sure. I'm not. I'm not sure today. Who am I today? Existential crisis. Okay. Ready? Go. Go. Hey y'all, it's Adia. It's Jaleesa. And welcome to So You Thought Podcast. It's a friendship turn podcast. Where we talk about the things that matter to us. It should definitely matter to you. So what's our recommendation for this week, Jaleesa? Um, we are recommending a dear friend of ours. A dear friend. Dear friend of the show. She is a talented um, beautician. Uh, <laughs> she's a talented beautician. Her name is. <laughs> That's gonna make sense. Yes, promise. definitely. Her name is Carmen Fairley. She is also known as Super Dope Carmen, That's and right. she is the CEO of Super Dope Hair Studio here in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, motto is good hair above all, and that's that on that. Um, and I can put that on what Mary had a little lamb. Anyway, um, please check out her Instagram. It is super dope hair. Um, on Instagram, you can also check her out on superdopehair.com. She has talented hands. You can see lots of pictures of her clients. She does 
braid. She does sewing. She does uh, silk presses. She does all them things. Y'all can see what she does, how well she does it, and pay her her coins mm-hmm. uh, by visiting her website. So check it out. Super Dope Hair on Instagram and superdopehair.com. Yerp. We need to get into the show. Okay. Hey, girl. How you doing? How you doing? What's up? What's good? We're recording um, during the week, which y'all know we don't do really well. No. Uh, I did not have an energy drink, though. So, I think we'll be okay. You think so? I think so. I think we're going to be okay. Okay. Um, I've been working all day, and I'm tired, and um, I got most stuff to do when I get out of here. I really thought you were going to say I got horses in the back, and I wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Horses in, in the, the back. back. No, and it's funny because she, she said horses in the bird, horses in the tree. <laughs> like, she didn't finish the words. Okay, if y'all... That's great segue. Thank you. Um, so we're gonna get into our talented tenth update. Um, <laughs> so if you guys watched the Golden Globes this past weekend, um, I did not because uh, time. I mean, I was busy doing things. Things. Um, but if you were on, have you? If you've been on socials, you know a lot of great things came from the Golden Globes. Some good moments. Um, I guess the stuff we care about. Um. First things first, um, everybody, the clip that's gone viral with Andre Day and Miss um, Regina King, Regina King, who was like, you know, walked in the room. They were staying at the hotel, same hotel. We found that out because we didn't know how they ended up. <laughs> right. But we were staying in the same hotel and he, um, Regina King um, uh, came in and surprised her. And it was like, you know, black Brian's girl magic. Yeah, it was like black girl magic and all of that type of stuff. And it was Great to watch. Um, I showed a D of the video right before we recorded and it put a smile on her face. So that is pretty much what all black girls around the world have been doing. I just love black women loving on other black women. Um, and then I wanted to highlight that was great, but I wanted to highlight for our talented update <laughs> one particular young woman who was featured on the Golden Globes. Um, her name is Jabria McCollum. <laughs> um, if you don't know who Laron Jabria and the other Children. three, four-year-olds are. Um, you have been living under a boulder. Same. And because um, I didn't know who these children. I have been watching these babies for the whole time on while we've been in COVID, and they have been giving me so much life. So Laron is, I believe. I mean, he's an aspiring like actor and stuff like that. But he got this little bitty mic, and he just started interviewing these kids at the daycare. <laughs> and I truly believe him and Jabria are related in some way. Like, that's his little cousin Probably. or something. But it would make sense. And these kids, I want to say they in Alabama, Mississippi. One of the two, for sure. Um, I'm wearing this out. But they are in one of those, because I remember seeing that. But I'm not sure, so don't quote me on that. But I know it's one of the two. And they are um, the countryest babies I have ever seen in my life and I love these babies and what he does is he asks the kids are you smart and they always answer yes because confidence because ain't nobody took them babies confidence right and you shouldn't and um he asks them random questions and their answers will bring you so much joy so they were because they've gone viral so many times they were um they recorded a segment for the golden globes and it the now the world knows who these babies are. 
Um, I think I don't know. I think Mama Tina knows has reposted them. Of course she has. Um, I know like a lot of the comedians that are involved with the Golden Globes. You know, Tina Fey, all of those type of people retweeted them or reposted them and all this stuff. So these babies are going viral like ever before. Really? And if you have not seen the clip, you are missing out because Jabria's song, which is what deal <laughs> was was singing. Um, is amazing. I mean, in no booster head of man. All right, girl. <laughs> and then, I mean, and it's so funny. I mean, when when um Zan, who is also one of my favorite babies, he they said, uh, "What are the Golden Globes?" And he said, "Treasure." I don't Treasure. know, <laughs> but it, I'm pretty sure he held gold. Gold, exactly. Makes and sense. so it makes sense. Um, but there's like other videos. Um, please follow them on. Um, Instagram, TikTok, all of the things. Oh, are you smart? I'm playing one right now. Didn't mean to. Um, but yeah, Laron Hines official, L A R O N Hines official is his Instagram, and then um, my baby Jabril. Let me tell you, cause that baby is going places. You hear me, Jabril McCullum. That's J J A B R I A. Um, MCC. You know she has an She does not. It's J-A capital B is her name. Love that. So, yeah, it's not Love an apostrophe. That. And McCullum, M-C-C-U-L-L-U-M. Um, and this baby, listen, she got followers. This is another video on here. She got 15,000 followers. Um, she made it. This was before the Go to Gloves. She got yeah. the 15,000 followers. And her video said. Thank you guys for my 15 followers. Just 15. Just 15. Just 15. That's my baby. You hear me? Listen. I love my baby. I love that baby so much. And I love her. I love, like you said, she said with a chest. Yes. She, I mean, because what, what do lawyers do? They pee on themselves. The best thing ever. <laughs> I don't know. Shout out to all the lawyers. Hopefully, y'all got diapers. I don't know. <laughs> but um, check them out. Again, I lay in the bed, watch their videos, and they're the happiest thing to me. They, they are the bright in this really really dark world so. I love it I love Gotta it love about I this. love her so much we didn't even do the intro that we usually do for the talented tens and that's okay oh we sure did we sure did not it's, it's fine. fine we it's needed fine. Jabria I did the world I been, needed Jabria I've been showing her videos everything before we recorded you don't understand Jaleesa is actually your manager Jabria I don't know if you knew this <laughs> but, Jabria, but uh, Jaleesa is out here putting the word out about your talent I think it's baby. because for real I think that if I had a child mm-hmm. you'd be a momager no. Yeah, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Yep. If I had a child like Jabria, but Jabria is literally a child I would have. Yeah, that's fair. Think about it. That's fair. My child would be out here talking about some they pee on themselves. Pee on themselves. <laughs> like he was so pee on themselves. Yeah. That's I what love they it. do. I love it. I Not love lawyering. It. No. Not litigating. No. Pee on themselves. Here for it. Yep. So listen, so we did a thing, or I did a thing this weekend um, <laughs> where I watched a documentary from the public broadcasting system. I'm pretty sure that's what PBS stands for. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So anyway, it was about the black <laughs> church. Yeah. It was about it was about the black church. Um, everybody's favorite granddaddy professor, mm-hmm. um, Henry Louis Gates. I think it's Henry Louis Gates Jr. Henry Louis Gates Henry Louis Gates Jr. Just get his man on the I mean, that's what black people do. Exactly. Anyway, so Harold, okay. Harold. Um, if that is your name, it's not. Um, so we watched this. It, it's four hours long, y'all, but it's worth it. 
Uh, I just thought about how black people literally like, what's the baby name? Um, um, Esther. No, <laughs> her name is Laquan. Like, I don't know. It's something, something just like Omar. His name is Orlando. What's really funny is some old people will call you whatever name they think you, and you better answer. Just like Alexa. Alexis. <laughs> Uh, Allison, um, uh, April. And it's just like, no, it's Alexa. It's Alexa. You seen that SNL, uh, skit about old people using Alexa? And it answers to any name that old people call it? Yes. That's where I got that from. It's like, um, Andrea, what's the temperature outside? It is 49 degrees outside. All right. What's really funny is I have a person on my team named yeah. Alexis. Yeah. So when we're on Zoom and we're all talking like, you know, in our meetings or whatever at work. Yeah. Everybody's Alexa goes off. Everybody. Because it's Alexis. Yeah. So somebody be like, it's your, you know, like we'll go around. The, the I would room. just tell y'all to stop calling me by my last name. But no, it don't bother her because she yeah. ain't got no Alexa in her house. But it bothers us. <laughs> So it'd be like, it'll just randomly, like whatever, like yeah. let's say my boss is like, hey, Alexis, did you do blah, they, blah, they, blah, they, blah, they. I'm sorry, and then, I didn't understand. No, then my Alexa will start telling me about the history of no. French cooking. You'd be like, that is not what we're talking no. about. But, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but also shout That's out to uh, Giselle and Alex's Alexa because she be acting up. When we at the house and having parties, and we'll just be like, Alexa, play now playing, ma'am. Ma'am, I did not ask for any reggaeton. Why are you playing this? Who was you? Who and um, it was me, it was you yelling at Alexa and bring this party up. Yeah, shout out to our friends. And y'all, some of y'all may not know who none of these people are, but we had a a birthday party, Brittany, uh, birthday party, um, in December. And of course, there was drinking involved and all of that. And then what? Child- it was a small party, right? No, 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 no. We ain't had no house party, house right. party. Don't be trying to play this. Um, it was in our bubble, right? But yeah, so we <laughs> we had a little small get together, and uh, this one over here was mad at Alexa, okay? Because I was trying to reason with her. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's okay, y'all. Like, we're just being really loud." And remember, the girl with the most gentle voice was like, "Alexa." <laughs> And Alexa had an attitude. She was basically you too uh, aggressive. She was basically Bonquiqui from Mad TV. It was you, just like I'd like a number eleven. She goes, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's a complicated order. You can have Coke, and that was it. I, I was like, Alexa, I remember that. Alexa, I would like for you to play now. Playing Sean, what? Like I don't know. <laughs> I was over it. Anyway, so we watched this thing about the black church. <laughs> we, we back. We back, y'all. We, we back. watched. We gonna stay on track tonight, though. We watched this thing about Okay, that. yeah, we. I was like, promises are being made, and I'm not sure I can uphold them. But um, we watched this thing about the black church, and um, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I have a very interesting relationship with blackness and <laughs> things that are, um, I think, foregone conclusions for most black people, and that includes what it's like going to black church. Um, because I love how you put that. So let's also point out that I told her to watch this documentary. Yes. Now, back back up. I grew up in the black church. Yes. Like, grew up, grew up in the black church. Yeah. So there was nothing real as far as, like, culture and things. Yes. There was nothing new to me. Right. There was a lot of things that I knew growing up in the black church. And history and all that type of stuff is kind of taught to you. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I didn't really go to church as much when I moved, well, when I was here. Because I lived in here in Ohio kind of at the same time. But, um there were still things that were just like 
you know, I went to black schools, so the black people went to church. So I end up going when you go to somebody else's house, you got to go to church with them. That type of stuff. Yeah, um, I don't know if y'all know, but, but like Adia had a different upbringing. Growing up in like an AME or like a Kojic church or like a black Pentecostal church is very different than going to a white Catholic church. <laughs> like world's different. When I tell y'all, I didn't know what a repast was. <laughs> I've been waiting on you to tell the people. Yes. I didn't know what a repast was. Um, when people caught the whole, like the first time that I went to a black church and one of the women started speaking in tongues Ooh. and fell out, I, yes, he, <laughs> how dare you sneeze, white man? It, no. It, it was, I was, you know, the devil caught me. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is I didn't know he was right there. Yes. So I didn't see him no more. And she I thought said, it was a cat. Chad, I said, y'all cats need like humans. <laughs> y'all need to get that shit back. So this woman caught the It wasn't a woman. It was my grandma. My grandma from Canada. And listen, Miss Gladys, shout out to Miss Gladys. I didn't know you had a grandma in Canada. I did. I have a grandma. I have a whole family in Canada. My mom's sister, my mom's brother. Um, and oh, that was like, the Jamaicans that moved all the way. Yes. Got it. Okay. Yes. Um, so... Well, they were in Jamaica and then they moved to Canada. Anyway, my mom's family. But it was it's a it's a it's a big Large population. They in Toronto. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're in T dot where all the other Jamaicans go right. that live in Canada for the most part. Um, that's why Drake can claim it. Go ahead. Sorry, I'm sorry. Drake I still can't. I lit I We're not gonna talk about that. I had to put it out there. We're go not ahead. gonna talk about go that. Ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But so my grandma, Miss Gladys, mm. um, she is a very God-fearing woman. Mm-hmm. She is one of the most generous and kind women that I've ever known. She's the type of woman that literally reads the Bible every day mm-hmm. and every morning. Mm-hmm. And then after she reads the Bible, she goes and she cleans up the house. She does yeah. all the domestic stuff. Yeah. And then she goes back to reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. So we went to church with her. <laughs> she goes back to reading the Bible. Uh-huh. Go ahead. So we went to church with her in Canada and she caught the Holy Ghost. Uh, she was speaking in tongues and then she fell out on the floor. Okay. My sister and I <laughs> going to Catholic church were concerned about grandma. Obviously. So much so that I started crying cause I thought she, <laughs> cause I thought she had died. <laughs> <laughs> on the church floor. On, on the church floor. And so I started. How old this happen? I don't know. Probably like. Actually, I probably was like in my teens. I'm not even going to lie. Oh, God. Yeah, I, actually, I'm pretty sure I was like in my teens. Maybe, maybe 12. Maybe 12 or 13. Anyway, old enough that if I were. If I were raising a black church, that I would have known what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I start crying. I'm just like, Mom, Miss Gladys has died. Like, what's going on? My mom is sitting there laughing. She's like, no, baby, that's not what happened. <laughs> and she's like, she caught the spirit. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, oh, baby. Yeah, so I'm upset. And she's just like, no. Sometimes when people are in church, they get really overwhelmed by the spirit of Jesus Christ. And like, you know, they feel really connected to what's going on. And I was just like, so are we going to help her? So, you know, all the other church ladies over there, they were fanning her yeah. and stuff like that. The nurses. The nurses. Mm-hmm. And she eventually I was got, a junior nurse. There we go. Come on, when I tell nurse. you, I was in the church. Come on, junior nurse. Yes, uh, so they held her back up. She was fine. She got back up to dancing and stuff like that. And I was just like, they would have never done this in our church. Like... I, 
Listen, the little Catholic girl in me at that time was very, very concerned. So anyway, I learned a lot about black church um, (laughs) that day. Mostly that when the pastor is going on a really, like it's going on hour, like two, two and a half of his sermon. And he starts slowing down. You know, he's patting his forehead with the cloth. And somebody says, take your time, pastor, that they really are telling him. To take his time. Yeah. Because you are at least going to be there for another like hour. Yeah. Two hours. So I'm sitting in there. I'm like, mass would have already been over by now. Yeah. Because mass is like 40 minutes or something. Mass is is like an hour. Okay. 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 And then after where you go around and you talk to all the other people. My aunt was in the choir. So we got to run up there. Everybody saw the little Negroes walking up to the thing. Thought it was real cute. So we were there for four hours. And then the repass happened. And I was like, what? What is a repass? My little heart was so damn happy. We went downstairs. There was cornbread. There was mac and cheese. They had chicken. a whole the chicken. They had the little fruit punch. Yep, the fruit punch, the punch. Lemonade, iced tea, water, all of that. Little chairs were set up and everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody's mama was out there. They had a little tip jar for the people that did. That you cooked. They prepared the that food. That cooked and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, this is like. This is a so that was like a culture thing. shock type yes. situation for you. Yeah, and my mom was just sitting there like. Yeah, like this, this is, is it. My mom was raised Baptist, so right. like she knew how this worked. But my grandmother was Catholic and wanted us to be raised Catholic, and so all your dad and mom, yes, okay. and my dad didn't even believe in God. Like oh, my, dad, okay. my dad never went to church with us. Got it, got it. He was just like, Yeah, y'all can take them, I guess. But when they get old enough and they decide not to go, like, I'm not gonna push them to go, not gonna push them to go. So anyway, we learned <laughs> we learned that there were two very different types of church mm. uh, on that vacation, and then. That was it. So that's all. That was your experience at Black Church. That's what you got. That's what I got. Cool. That was what I got. Oh. Oh yeah. There. Uh, the like when you receive the sacrament, that was very different. The, the what? Little, the sacrament. The little juice cups and the little crackers or whatever. Communion. Yes. Oh girl, I ain't never heard no sacrament. I mean, that's what it is. It's, uh, it's, it's called communion, but like that is the sacrament. Like, mm. Anyway, so first Sunday. Yeah. Go ahead. So that happened and that was it. Also, it's really funny that you bring that up because, um, you know, during COVID, you can't really go to church or you're not, you shouldn't really be going to church, going to the church house. And so my mama has to go and my mama has to go and pick up they, uh, they first Sunday stuff from the church. So she got to drive by and pick it up. So I opened the refrigerator and I said, what these little cups is? What these little juice? Stuff? Oh, Lord, they're the things from the church. Mm-hmm. So they're prepared to take their uh, communion I love, Do they have them in the little package plastic thing where you have the little cup and you have your little communion cracker in The there? cracker's on top of the cup. Because they're not new school now. See, yeah. back in the day, let me say something. This is how you knew you grew up in the black church. You had crackers. Yeah. Like saltines. Mm-hmm. And my aunt used to take the bottom of a spoon and just crunch it up. Really? Yeah, we didn't have no little cracker. Yeah, oh. I mean, you do. And then you just got a piece of the cracker. Oh, no. We had communion wafers. Like, literally, that were imprinted with the cross on it. And they were, like, real thin. I went to the black church. They didn't have no money. So, we had crackers that somebody prayed over. And then we had grape juice yep. that was in the little cup. We did have a little cup. We had, like, so this. And then we went to oyster crackers. So. Because they look. So, in. Catholic church, you mm. go pew by pew. Mm-hmm. You get in line. The uh, the priest is at the front. Yeah. He has um, like this black cloth full of communion crackers. Mm-hmm. He does the sign of the cross on your forehead. Mm-hmm. He takes a wafer and he, like, you literally 
Oh, go like Chad, that. No. Like you stick your tongue out. He places the wafer on your tongue. You close your mouth and then you go over to one of the ushers who has a chalice of wine. There's like six or seven of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, and you get your, you get it. Uh, no, ma'am. Uh. They wipe the rim of it. You take the chalice and you drink from it. Hand it back to the usher. They wipe it and the next person goes, yes. Okay, so I don't know if it's because you're telling me this in the age of COVID. Yeah. Or it's just life. I always thought it was gross. That it sounds gross. I always thought it was yeah, gross. Yeah, just, that's just not right. Yeah. But, well, not, I'm not going to say not right, but it's just gross. Yep. We um always had the little bit of cups. Yep. And we had the juice. My aunt had to go buy the stuff today. Mm-hmm. I was been plenty of times where we've been in the car on Saturday after yep. everybody done got their hair done on Saturday morning. And you know, some people still got their rollers in because you know, some people, of course, of you course. know, you got to take them out the next morning. Yeah. And so she'd be like, why y'all ain't tell me first Sunday was tomorrow? You got the same calendar we got. But. We got to go by the store and get the juice and get the crackers and all yeah. of that. And then she was the person that brought that in. Um, and then we, uh, you know, of course, you, you got your crack. Now, it was always, I cannot remember the song right now to save my life because I'm a heathen now. But the, um, you go, you know, and then it's passed. Uh-huh. You know, the ushers come by, they pass. You take your, take your juice and you uh-huh. take your cracker. And then we all together take it. Huh. Yeah. Which... Okay, remember we were talking about song we did during community. I think it was "Lift High the Cross." I'm not really sure. Um, Anyway, yeah, we didn't continue, but I don't remember the song. Um, But remember when we talked about on Clubhouse? Yeah, we did have a talk about this. We talked about the black church. We talked about blackness. And we do that every Thursday at 9 p.m. Every Thursday, and so we talked about it this past Thursday. And remember we talked about my relationship with religion and church, and it was community. Yes. And I just thought about it when you were talking about everybody goes up there and he put it in their mouth and yeah. all this other stuff. And I'm like, no, we had to wait and take it all together. Nah. And it's just like little things like that. It's just like crazy. Like yeah. when you think about the community aspect and the. I mean, that church was huge. And we yeah. like, yeah, I guess mm. they were trying to save on stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, um, um, it was probably it's probably that was how it was back in the day. We're just yeah. keeping that type of tradition. I Where, guess. And you also shouldn't be taking communion unless you had gone through all of the Catholic rites and like done your first communion, your first baptism. Um, and you would also, I can't remember what the word is. I never did any of them. Child, we, the, the guests, him, yeah. you, you don't ever stand in a black church and not take it. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Um, actually, that was one of the other things when they went around and they were giving us the stuff. I was like, oh, we can't take that. And they're, they're like, girl, if y'all take this. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm not baptized. Right. They're just like, oh, that's not how we just take this. Yeah. Like, okay. And it's, it's, I mean, it's one thing to, what, what do they say? Um. You know, give your life to Christ or yeah. whatever. Right. That that happens when you get saved or whatever. Right. But I feel like it's it's one of those things where you just kind of, you just do it. Like, you you do church yeah. in black churches yeah. versus you have to do things like a certain way. You get what I mean? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, you have to have certain, have done certain things. Like, you play a video game. Like, you got to pass certain checkpoints before you can do Right, 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 right. We're not... Yeah, black churches, I feel like you go. And I truly believe it's a come-as-you-are type situation. And mm-hmm. sometimes. I mean, obviously, there are some things, and we'll get into that, like yeah. the differences or whatever. But, I mean, I just feel like there's a more welcoming nature. Absolutely. Until you start telling people your business, then maybe they'll look at you funny. Like, but you could just but you could just were, come in, and you nobody would know. And we were definitely, like, the only black family at that church. At too. your Catholic church? Yeah, at that church. From our... <clears throat> 
<coughs> like this was the neighborhood church. Mm. So like it was the neighborhood church. There was a church that was closer, but it wasn't Catholic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so when my grandma moved in to that neighborhood, um, originally the neighbors on that street all signed a note asking her and her Negro family to leave. To leave. So to it leave. was one of those kind yeah, of Yeah, and they were just like Nah. We're not going <laughs> over it. Like we're not doing it. We good. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that was interesting. Yeah. But Okay, so there were a couple of things that I definitely wanted to talk about. I wanted um, to, yeah, know what you learned more from the documentary. I mean, I didn't, like, learn a whole bunch as opposed to, like, learn how certain parts of black spirituality and religion really served as kind of, like, a bomb for a lot of what black people were going through at different points in history. Because that's like a given. Yeah, because that's like a given, right? And so I saw how it was more directly tied to those things. Mm-hmm. It Like the first part of it also definitely reaffirmed for me that like Christianity is not something that I really care for because it was something given to black people to originally keep them enslaved right and used as a weapon right and then we like decided as a people to move forward and turn it into something that was ours but like it's like oxtails and chitlins basically yeah. seriously yeah. it is it's like it's like the worst of the worst and yeah. now it's a delicacy did you know that they used to give lobster to people in prison <laughs> Lobster was like food for imprisoned people, and mm-hmm. now it's like because that's what happens. A delicacy. That's what happens. That's literally what happens. You yeah. give people the worst. You get think about how much shrimp costs. Yeah. Yep. And if you read any of the holy texts, they said no, we don't None eat that. that. We don't eat this. This is not. And child, when I tell you, we you have some shrimp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of that. Yeah. So they're bottom feeders. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So yeah, so that clean was, them good. You are right. That was interesting to me. I found I did learn about how um, AME churches came to be. Did not know that. Really? Did not know that. Yeah. Um, that was that was part of the APS uh, curriculum. Curriculum. Yeah. It was not. It was not in any book. Yeah. But that's just what because the AME church is so heavy in Atlanta. Yeah. And because civil rights was so, it, all of that stuff was yeah. here. You just kind of like oh. You just learned that. Yep, I learned that. I learned about, I mean, I always knew that women were not allowed in the clergy in like any religion um, unless it was like progressive based. And even then, people are still kind of giving it side eye like, you really didn't a woman lead y'all? Okay, that's a choice. Um, and then I think <laughs> I also learned um, about, I learned about, what's his name? Um, how Frederick Douglass was originally anti-violence to overturn slavery and then was just like, actually, just kidding. We got to whoop their asses so that yeah. we can move forward. Um, I thought that that was really interesting too. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I don't think I learned anything. I think it was put in different contexts for me, Ooh. specifically how it was like, how important it was. And it made more sense to me why people like, cling and really like cleave themselves to the church right as opposed to kind of just being like guys it's a religion like y'all can pick like any other fucking religion to yeah do. yeah and it's like no like we really can't sis like yeah. we actually took this and like 
made it for us. Right. So this is ours. And I really appreciated that. And I think that, okay, so when you were doing, during your conversion, mm-hmm. um, when you told me yeah. that you were converting, um, well, you told a group of us. Yeah. yeah. You didn't just call me and be like, girl, that's what I'm doing. No. <laughs> you told our friend group yeah. that that's what you're doing. You were like, yeah, I'm actually working towards this, taking classes, doing all this other stuff. I will be honest with you. Yeah. As a black mm-hmm. <laughs> who grew up in the black church. Yep. To me, I was like, she doing what? I mean, okay. <laughs> but to yeah. be fair, I didn't know you. D- okay. This is an assumption that yeah. I probably shouldn't have made. Mm. But you was a black girl from Texas. Yes. Yep. I just assumed you grew up in a black church. Nope. You get what I mean? Yep. So when you when when later on I found yeah. out you grew up Catholic. Yeah. And you told me what you, that you didn't know what to repay. I said it makes sense. <laughs> Not saying the math is mathing. Now, yeah. Y'all. It yeah, wasn't yeah. like I was like this is why she converted. I'm just yeah. saying like your experience with religion was totally different. Very different. And when I talk about like I said I bring up. It's not, it has nothing to do, well, little to do with what, like, the spirituality, I, I can separate the two. Right. Because I may not believe everything my grandmama and them were talking about, my great-grandma, my grandmama, my mom, oh, I'm not, I may not believe everything they're saying. Right. But when I tell you the, the music that I fell in love with, that's yeah. why, one of the reasons why I love, um hip-hop that incorporates gospel so much yeah and choirs and stuff like that because how do you feel about lecrae lecrae is okay it's not it's not it's I, not it's not too no i yeah. love like <laughs> i don't really care for gospel hip-hop okay i care for the way kanye uses choirs interesting yeah the yeah, way yeah. chance the rapper uses choirs yes. and the way that the way that Kirk, what Kirk Franklin has done for gospel music, yeah. what you know, because I know I grew up when like choirs was it. Yeah. Like this, I had <laughs> the Georgia Mass Choir. Yeah, I had the tapes, the CDs. The, you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and that was my those were my Christmas gifts. Yeah, because on my little boombox, baby, we was rocking. Yeah, fun story about me. I told my mom about this maybe three years ago, and yeah. she cackled. I had so I had a collection of teddy bears, right? Yeah. Like I was the only child for seven and a half years, right. so people just bought me teddy bears. You know, just I had them. Somebody would go on a trip, come back, bring me a teddy bear. It right. was just kind of like a thing because I was the only child. Mm-hmm. So I love choir so much, and like the changes, and I mean, I learned everything. You can tell me. I was not going to be a choir director, yeah. okay? Because you know I'm bossy. <laughs> and animated and all the things. So I used to line my teddy bears, my stuffed animals of different sizes. So the ones were a little bigger. They were in the middle. And you know what I'm saying? They were more so the tenor squad. The ones that was a little timid and small. They were the sopranos. Stop laughing at me. This is real life. I'm just mad at the tenors with the big, these big babies. They was big. Oh, uh, yeah, they was big. They was the biggest one. Look how those look like. They were just, they were regular. <laughs> but like the Sopranos needed to be a little girlier, like a little, so anything that was pink or something uh, was over there. Okay. <laughs> and then, yeah. And so, uh. if you've <laughs> If you've ever listened to um, John P. Key 
and all of these type of like large choir, Hezekiah Walker, uh-huh. all of those, baby, I was directing my teddy bear choir. You hear me? <laughs> you hear me? That's what I was, that's, <laughs> stop laughing at me. So, I'm listening. So instead of Kirk Franklin and the family, baby, it was Jaleesa Renee and the teddy bears. But, <laughs> Adia has lost it, y'all. She is, she is down. She is lost it. But I'm so serious. Ow! Julissa Renee and the teddy bears. Yes. That's really what happened. So, Julissa Renee and God's teddy bears. Ooh, I love that. Yum. So, but that's what I did. <laughs> That's what I did. And my mama never knew that that's what I was in there doing. She just said, you was playing that music so loud. But she was like, it was it was holding music. So I wasn't complaining. Uh-oh. And so I was six years old in that playing jumping. <laughs> in Georgia Mass Choir. <laughs> Y'all, it is down. This is not. <laughs> you got it? You got it? Like, yeah, get it together. <laughs> get it together. Um, <laughs> I would have given anything to have had that videotape so that we could watch it right now. Yeah, so like when I told my mom, so me and my mother were in the car a couple years ago. We were leaving a play or something. Yeah. And we're driving or whatever. And I was like, we left. Okay, so the play, it was Aretha Franklin. It was like a a tribute to her, uh-huh. right? And so, you know, it was a lot of the, you know, Precious Lord, take my hand, all of that. And me and my mama rocking. Like, because yeah. music is our thing. That's yeah. that's the beauty. To, I grew up in a holiness church. Mm-hmm. So loud. Yeah. <laughs> loud. <laughs> Super loud. Um, It'd be four people in the choir and yeah. just be loud. You'd be like, how you? Okay. We didn't need mics or nothing. Nothing. Just loud. 0%. So, um, so yeah. So, so like, that was what tied us to the, that's what, that's what still tied me to the black church was yeah. the music. So on the way home, I'm driving and um, I cut on my, my playlist, yeah. you know, my playlist. of And and she knows how much I loved it. Because remember, I used to play them loud in my room. Right. Whatever. She was also a single parent. So she was like, oh, she in there quiet. Just let her do her. Right. So, <laughs> so I said, oh, man, yeah, like, oh, I used to direct my teddy bear choir. She said, wait a minute, wait. <laughs> She said, that's why them teddy bears used to be lined up on the floor. Uh, that is why. That is why them teddy bears. It really, it's just the teddy bears that taste the teddy bears. It was the And then it got me stuffed animals, period. Because it was some alligators. It was it was some bears. It was some. It was a little, little horse. I remember I had a little horse. Um, The alligator was definitely a Oh, tenor. my God. Jaleesa, Renee, and God's petting me. <laughs> yes. Dying. Yes. Okay. I... <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Get it together, girl. Then why can't why can't tell folks your spell? I just laugh. No, the thing is that like I'm laughing because I love it so much. It's like, so pure, right? It's so pure, and yeah. it makes me so happy because like kids just be doing stuff, bro, and they just like I didn't even it. know that my mama didn't know, right? And and she was like, I never thought she thought. I mean, I'm playing with all of them, yeah. So I could have been teaching them school. Something. I could have been, you know, Something. whatever it could have yeah. been. 
doctor. It could have been, it been anything. My name's Jabria Doctor. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know. She like, well, she in there quiet and she ain't tow up nothing. Yeah. So it's like, let her do her. It's Jesus music. But so she said, good. right. And so she said, like, oh, also I went to um private daycares mm-hmm. and daycares that were like in or um Christian schools up until I was in third grade when I started public school. Yeah. So and I went to black Christian schools. Mm-hmm. So this music was around me okay. all the time. And then um, you know, it, it would be nothing for them to be playing gospel while we're in class. Right. So while we're doing our work or whatever. So she's thinking these teddy bears out here because I'm telling them, sit down, do your work. Da, 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 da. But really and truly, I'm directing the choir. Mm-hmm. Yep. So anywho, um <laughs> You gotta let it go. Just I'm it. Yeah. All right. It is so cute to me. And I, <laughs> I just, you just were not expecting me to go no, there. I wasn't. No. And so, like, I just want to let you know that this uh, scene that I have painted for myself is mm. going to live rent free in my head yeah. for a real long time. I feel time. like I'm going to get a random text from you. Girl, <laughs> <laughs> what kind of teddy bears it was? Like, you going to start sending me pictures of damn teddy bears and in choir robes. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, be like, how you like these colors? You want? <laughs> Why are you so rude? Oh my God, Jaleesa. Yeah, like how you do uh, damn raccoons and shit. <laughs> raccoons gotta be in the choir now. They do. They gotta be. Listen, the raccoons finna be the choir director. No. Yes. No. You, your family finna be leading this choir. We're not telling girl. these people this story We're today. Not- <laughs> We're gonna talk about this another day. But I listen, I already figured out what your birthday gift about to be. You're not gonna give me no stuffed animal in the choir, right? I'm not. You gonna build a better building. No, <laughs> no, it's gonna be better. Okay. It's gonna be better. All right. Girl, oh, we're gonna have to show out. Okay. Like Jabria's patience. <laughs> if you don't don't nobody show out. <laughs> but um But okay, so here's the thing though, is that the music yes. in black churches is actually the biggest thing for me that almost made me go, well, do I really need to go to like, you know, like not that you couldn't enjoy it if you weren't a member of the choir, but like the first time that I heard and saw a choir perform. Please don't say sister. Ed. No, oh. <laughs> it wasn't sister. It wasn't sister. like, so although I, I do know sister yeah. act to the entire movie backwards and forwards literally the dance moves everything yeah. go ahead so you know that i converted but what i didn't tell y'all yeah. is that i went on a church journey so i was trying to go to every different type of church trying to find something that i really connected to, got it right? okay so i went to catholic church with my hispanic friends which was lit like it was very different so than what the white, you white yeah. hispanic I like, have black catholic churches are different yes so yeah so this hispanic catholic church they had the drum set they had the guitars they had the live music like their services were very lively like it was yeah cool. like it was it was lit. i was like i i can do this like yeah this yeah cool. um went to never went to an ame church but did go to a southern baptist church okay girl and those choirs really got down. I was gonna say the fuck, but like you know, so, like <laughs> every they, time I get ready to cuss on this episode, yes. I'm like, we talking about church, right? Right, right. right. But like, yeah. just like seeing the joy yeah. that people experience, and like, 
I, like, I feel like when people say that the music is alive in people, like nothing expresses that, like going to a black church and mm-hmm. seeing the choir really like mm-hmm. get into what they're doing. Um, and the first time that I felt that I had a religious Christian experience mm-hmm. was listening to a choir. Wow. Like, um, I don't remember what they were talking about, but it was like, I don't remember what the song is. I never figured it out, but I am still like shook about it because yeah. I mean, it was, I understood. Yeah. I understood what people got from going to church and yeah. just being like, holy shit, like y'all be feeling this all the time. Yeah. Like when y'all souls are tired, when you feel like you don't have anything else, this is what, y- this is what y'all come for. Like, yes. like I'm crying right now. Like yeah. Y'all, yeah. It, um, it yeah. was really powerful. Yeah. And so I love listening to black gospel music. Yeah. Like girl, when I was teaching here, <laughs> No, seriously. <laughs> when I was teaching here in Atlanta and I really was like, I'm not about to walk into the school, put on some, um, girl, what is it? Never would have made it. Never would have made it is a, Ooh, that one, that's that a, one will really take you there. It will. It will really take you there. Yeah. Um, never would have made it. I listened to that song after my uncle and aunt passed. Um, I need you now, boy. Five, yes. Five years ago, I listened to that song probably... That's like the only song I listened to yeah. for about four days when I got back from the funeral. Yeah. Because I didn't know. I mean, it's just one of those things where like you don't <laughs> and you don't know what to feel. Music is already yes. a pick me up anyway. <clears throat> Absolutely. So if you get a if you get a, a a song where it just I don't know. It's just I remember my great grandma used to be sitting there in that chair and she'd be like, I got a song on my heart. Yes. And I never understood what that meant. But now it basically when you're sitting there feeling something and I open up my Spotify app and I listen to Boom. a song, Boom. that's me having a song on my heart. Yes. Like it's just a song that you just, yo, you just need it. You hear it. You need it. You get emotional. I definitely feel what you're saying as far as like feeling the spirit. I didn't know I was 11 years old. Mm-hmm. I was in my aunt's van and it was a whole group of us. Um, like, you know, kids or whatever in the yeah. van <clears throat> and she was playing this song. Can I remember? Um, what song it was off the top of my head. I know I have it in Spotify, but I can't remember off the top of my head. And I remember I just cried. I cried. Cried like a baby. Cried. And so I remember my aunt being like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I, I don't know. And she made everybody get out of the van except for me. Yeah. And she said, this feeling that you feel right now, right. she was like, don't ever let nobody tell you that what you're feeling is wrong. That part. That she was part. like, don't ever let nobody tell you what you're feeling is wrong. Yes. And that right there, like, it let me believe that no matter what, I may not believe in God in the truth. I'm not saying I yeah. do or don't. Right. I'm just saying if you don't believe in God in the traditional sense, or if you, you know, aren't really a Christian as far as going into the building, yes. you know what I mean? There is something spiritual yep. in that moment of my life. Yes. And, so- and I, and, and I felt it. I felt it since then. Yeah. But it's one of those things where I'm just like, you know what? Everything's gonna be all right. Yeah. I, it was like a, it was like a calming thing that yeah. I never felt before. Yeah. And I was like, everything's gonna be all right. Later yeah. on, I found out mm-hmm. that that's what my great grandmama was doing. Yeah, when she would just sit there and she would just and I would sit. So I always sat at my great grandmother's feet. Yeah, just because I just sat at her feet. Yeah, and she would just have this like we like 
to me it was weird at the time, mm-hmm. but that was that calming presence. Yeah. And she was never, I mean, she might have shouted and did all that, but I think when she caught the spirit, it was more of a calming thing. Yes. And for me, it's the same way, calming, emotional, all of the things. All so. of it. Um, mm-hmm. the song that I was thinking about mm-hmm. that the choir sang and like I'd heard it before but it was when this choir sang it yeah. was um, We Fall Down oh yeah by Donnie McClurkin yeah um, boy like I just like reading the title just now I was like <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it was yeah I, one of the other things that my friend explained to me <laughs> we fall, sorry we fall we down fall wait down. so yeah. I was at somebody little program mm-hmm. little child's program I you know I love the kids as you tell love me kids. you tell me your child got a program I'm coming yeah somebody's little preschool class saying we fall down yeah cutest little thing I mean love. but the class like think about it four year olds saying we fall down yes cutest but go ahead it just it was something. It was something else. But like one of mm-hmm. my friends in college, because that's when my blackness really like kicked into overdrive. Um, <laughs> they were just like, "Girl, you see this white ass city that you going to? Come on over here. Let's, Let's go. Come over here. Come, come here, baby. Come here, baby. <laughs> like, let me. Let us cover you. That's baby. real. Right. That's real. So, um, she was just like, there are times when I don't feel like I'm actually connected to. The church as like as a religious thing but she said the same thing she was like the music will always take you there and it she's will. like and sometimes when you hear one song you've like heard it before yeah. but you hear it right in that moment when you need it mm-hmm. and the song's lyrics sound new to you because it like applies to what you're going yeah. through she said that the thing that got her through was that she was just like they never knew these songs mm-hmm. but my ancestors had this music yes and when they needed it, yes, this is what they felt. Yes, and so she was like, "When I feel that connection, when that when that music like really touches me and takes me there, she's like, that's all of my ancestors putting their hands over me. That's real on me. That's real being like, baby, you gonna make it through this? That's like, real. it's gonna be okay. And I was just like, oh, I never, never occurred to that me. That is so real. Yeah, she's like, oh, never man. occurred to me. She was like, they don't, that's real though. They do not know this music, but they had it, and this was them reaching out to you, being like, you can do this, girl. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was. So like now I'm thinking back to the conversation about my conversion and why it would have been weird to you because I think one of the things that I did talk about in converting to Judaism was the sense of community mm-hmm. that they had. Like mm-hmm. it was just like they can be displaced through time, but they all have these rituals. They come together like they really yeah. rely on one another, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And my experience with the church, with Catholicism was not of community. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe it's because it was I was too young to understand what that looked like. Maybe it's just does it looks different. Uh-huh. But I can see how not growing up in the black church and not having that representation. Right. Been like, girl, you ain't got that from when you was in church. Like that doesn't. Yeah. Make so that's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying. It was like yeah. it was like and I never. I want people to understand. I never judged you for, yeah. but it was I had to realize that you didn't leave the black church. Right. And I think that was part of. I mean, that's part of my ignorance as well. Not ignorance. No, yeah. no, no. It's, yeah. it's part of my ignorance as like, even if you were leaving the black church, yeah. I need, that's yo, that's you, baby. That ain't got nothing to do with me. That ain't got nothing to do. It doesn't yeah. mean that you're denouncing your blackness. Right. And I want people to understand that whatever you choose to convert to, believe, whatever, yeah. as long as it ain't harming nobody, baby, you are not 
deserting your blackness. You can be black in every aspect of your life. And my grandma, so my grandma died when she was 87, when I was 18. And she knew, like, I talked to her about why I didn't go to Catholic church anymore. Yeah. Me feeling like I didn't have a place and that I didn't have a relationship with God. And Mm -hmm. on her deathbed, her thing was just like, I don't know what you are doing with your life right now. Yeah. As far as like, you know, finding the church, but she's just like, just find something. She's Mm. like, find something that tethers you to a spirit that you feel you can call upon. Because she was just like, if you have that, even when you are alone, you are not by yourself. And that is so important. It's like one of those things where that's what I've learned about not necessarily needing to be in the church every Sunday is that I just don't, I don't need to feel alone. And once you figure out what works for you, go with it. That part. Um, It's so funny you brought up um, ancestors and songs because um, I promise you, I made a post about this on my IG, but um, some of my favorite songs are the songs that my great grandma used to hum. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, She died when I was in high school. So I was blessed to have my great grandmother all the way through high school. My grandmother is still alive and kicking. Um, She might be listening to this podcast. Hey girl. I don't know. She, she just, she's showing me new things. Is that a little shouty? Little shout Shirley. Yeah. yeah. That's my little shout That's my little dog. That's my dog right there. Um, if y'all, if, if, if there are some people who are listening to this podcast, understand my great relationship with my grandmother and understands I could probably call her right now. But like, what's up, Shirley? She'd be like, what's up? She just, she's just who she is. Um, me and my grandmother are definitely friends. Yeah. Um, more so than we are grandmother, granddaughter. Interesting. Um, yeah, my mother is like the third person that we be like, girl. No. Um, we don't need all that. Arrive for you like your grandparents arrive for y'all. Listen, and and my grandmother is not baking a cookie. Yeah, she is not baking a cake. She is not. She she rather give you the money. Go to the store and do it yourself. I'm yeah, really, yeah. She's not. She's not doing none of that. So she's not the traditional. Gr- yeah. She's literally only wor- not working right now because of COVID. <laughs> like, she would be kicking, but um. But yeah, so my great grandmother though is who I used to go to church with and all of that, and um, I used to sit at her feet. And there are certain songs like I'll find myself humming now, yeah. And I'll just think about her, and I'll think about like just the little nuggets she left, um, because she ain't giving no long speeches. She, you know, what I, mean? I was too young. She didn't really give me speeches about life, yeah. But it was like, I mean, blessed assurance. I will literally hum blessed assurance just randomly. Mm-hmm. The cars don't even sing Bless Your Assurance no more. You got to be old to know this song. So it's like, it's like just little things like that and knowing that she probably heard her mother sing that song and those type of things. And I mean, I just, I mean, Blessed Assurance makes me think of cornbread and it makes me think of, you know what I mean? Jerry. No. <laughs> no, my great grandmother used to make a pan of cornbread every single yes. day. Like, she ate cornbread with everything. It, it was not a meal if she didn't have cornbread. That is a choice, and that is a good choice. And you know what I'm saying? It works yeah. for her. Um, And she made new cornbread every day. I'm like, yeah. you got cornbread left over from yesterday. She look at you like, girl, nobody eating yesterday cornbread. <laughs> so, it's, girl, what's wrong with you? So, <laughs> it was the cornbread every single day. Yeah. And so, you know, that's when I'm like, I'll smell her cornbread. I'll smell, yep. you know, that stuff she put in her hair. I just, I'll just smell all, I'll smell her. Comfort, and no. it's, it's literally, um, I told you about, um, that one day when I was, <laughs> I made, um, what I made? I made some beans and yeah. some ham hocks. Yes. Um, and I put them in my, I was, you know, I was like, well, they talking about this Instapot. Let me just work on this Instapot. Cause I'm good for beans on the stove. I ain't yeah. with that new stuff. <laughs> but I said, all right, everybody keeps telling me use this Instapot. So I, my, you, the thing about, you know, if you use the Instapot, when you 
turn the you mm-hmm. let the stuff out, it yeah. the the smell fills the entire house. Yeah, quick. So <laughs> I made these uh bean put these beans on. Mm-hmm. That's all I am an old person. So I put the beans on or whatever. Was letting them sit there, and you know, before I went in there and got yeah. me some for dinner, um, with my beans and my hawks. And my mama walked in and said, Why does it smell like my grandma's house? <laughs> she was like, What is wrong with you? Now, mind yeah. you, my mother and my grandmother never cooked like that, yeah, but it was something, it was like I, I wanted that comfort food, I wanted, and I crave yeah. beans, yeah, I crave ham hocks i mm. crave uh greens yeah. and cornbread and all yeah. of the things and so it's like that's the tie between yeah. food and music that is my tie yeah back to my great-grandmother and my childhood of just going to her house and just it smell like me you just yeah you got some beans on the stove <laughs> go on in there get you some beans like stuff like that like it's just that's just what i am yeah do you think it, like i feel like that has to be interesting to also have your grandmother and your mom not really have that like um that like we want to make food we want to do all of that but like from your great grandmother to like you yeah kind of having that bridge like that has to be such a so we all got little pieces yeah so my mother when she okay my grandmother she got the whole um i'm gonna just take care of everybody yeah so let me point out my great grandmother was the food and the music and the the comfort and all of that stuff my mother my grandmother and my mother are both in the medical field nurses yeah. taking care of people stuff like that right my my grandmother because she worked so much and all that type of stuff she was the person where she's like here the people who got the hand, let's pray over their hands, bless yeah. the food, that type of thing. Y'all got it. I'll take care of it. You know that yeah. type of thing. I'm going to work an extra shift to make sure everybody got what they need. Gotcha. My mother, when she first moved down here, yeah. my mama couldn't cook. So she had to keep calling everybody, teach me how to do this, teach me how to make the greens, teach me how to do this, whatever, yeah. whatever. She would make food for her friends because Atlanta's that city where people come and they don't, they may not be able to have enough money to go home for the holidays or whatever. Yeah. Yep. So the way that my grandma, my great grandma never met a stranger. You come by the house, you can get a plate. Yeah. She did that for the holidays. Like when she was 20, she moved down here when she was 23, 24. Yeah. She was doing that in her twenties. Like I remember yeah. being here with my mom as like a child, five or six years old. And it would be people coming to the house, getting plates of food right. because they couldn't be home with their families. Yeah. And you know how I am about my friends. Mm-hmm. My friends are my family. Yeah. I, the difference between what, what they've done and what I've done is I have created a whole business around providing comfort, joy, happiness, celebration. All of that comes from my great grandmother and what I witnessed growing up and all of my aunts and all of that just coming together, having a good time. Yeah. What I decided that I was going to do when I was, I didn't know why I was called to do what I do or Mm -hmm. whatever. But I realized that, like, yo, my purpose in life is to continue that tradition as a black woman. Yeah. I'm not going to have any kids. I'm not going to do any of that stuff. But my mark left on the world yeah. is you are not, if you having a bad day, yeah. you come to a party thrown by Jaleesa, <laughs> you're going to have a good time. Yeah. And you're going to eat some good food. Because yeah. I don't even know how to make food. I don't even know how to make healthy food. That's that healthy mess they be talking about? Yeah. What? what is that? I don't know what I don't, mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. What is that? I mean, I literally eat yeah. beans, ham hock, oxtail, all um, the things. Like, I make that type of stuff for myself and for my family. Right. So, yeah. 
I love that. So that's how I am continuing, I guess, the legacy, the dream, all of that. And hopefully it'll it passes along to other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love that though. I like one of the one of my favorite things about black women mm-hmm. in general is that kind of like spirit of generosity that comes from not just wanting to like take care of yourself, but like take care of the people that you care about. Community, man. Commu- like the community thing. And it's just like, oh, you don't need to be related to me, baby. You Do you want something to eat? Come on in. Like, Come on. That, like that stuff. My grandma adopted every person that came through her house. Exactly. Every person that came exactly. through her house. Um, And it's interesting, like, because I, there was, there were parts of blackness that I was cut off, cut off from, mm-hmm. but like, parts of being Jamaican that are very much interwoven right. with those things, right? Right. And so, like, that was one of the things where I, my grandma was just like, that's my baby over there. How you doing? How do you kids doing? And I was just like, we who don't is this? Yes. Like, who is this? Do you want to come over for Thanksgiving? No, because yeah. the mac and cheese going to be gone. <laughs> right, right. You know, like, stuff like that. Right, right. But um, I feel like that with my friends, even though I don't cook. Like, the thing that I'm going to do is give you my time and my energy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to be like, you said, uh, I don't cook, but like, we're going to get you some soul food. You can come over to right, house. Right, right. Stuff like that. Yeah. Or like, what you need? Your yeah. car is broken down. Do you want to use my car? Exactly. Girl, that type of thing. This. See, for me, I'm more of a, um, I literally don't know what to do but feed people. Yep. I don't know. I remember <laughs> my uncle and my aunt died. Yeah. I was flying back from New York. I literally touched down. My boo at the time picked me up from the airport. He was like, what do you, you know, trying to cater yeah. to me. Like, what do you need? What do you need? I said, ride me by the stove. Cause I got to get, I got to, I don't know who going to be at the house. And I got to make sure that they eat. Cause they, people were going to check on my mom. Yeah. And so, and my mom and my dad were getting ready to go up the road or whatever. And then me and my brother were going to go days later. But yeah. we, I literally made two pots of spaghetti, one with beef, one with turkey. Man, I was just like, he was like, you, you need to process. I said, yeah. no, baby. <laughs> I have to cook yeah. for the people because I don't know how to do anything else but feed people. Yeah. I, that's all that I can do. I literally have been in relationships with men yeah. and they've been like having a rough time, death in the family or yeah. struggling or hell, just got out of jail, facing some charges, all yeah. the things. And I'd be like, you hungry? Fried chicken? Yeah. Pie roast. What you need? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your pick. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want. Yeah. Lasagna? Crap. What you, you what you need? What you I got need? You what you food. need? Yeah. They're like emotional. <laughs> what do you want to eat? Because to me, I just feel like, you know, and that's that's part of the thing. Like black people don't really talk about their feelings as much as we should and all of that type of stuff. But I put the love in the food. Everybody eat, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we can talk about you, you can't really cry if you eat. It's gonna make your food salty. <laughs> I was like, I'll cry in some greens. I'll do it. Listen. It'll be delicious. It'll be more salty than it already was. Shout out to my mama, though, who um, this past Sunday was yes, the end, the end of, that's another black thing. We'll call everybody mama, mama, even though yeah. they're not our mama. And they be like, okay. Yeah. Um, auntie. My auntie, yeah. yeah. She, it was the end of Black History Month. Yeah. Mama, I thought, that said smell green. She's talking about, yeah, I just figured I'd make a Black History Month meal. Cause it's the end. She made greens, <laughs> cornbread, yams, mac and cheese, barbecue chicken, smothered Not turkey legs. Cheese. Yeah, cheese. Um, barbecue chicken, smothered turkey wing. 
that what we had Sunday. But yeah, <laughs> it was. But I should say okay. I and it was so it. funny because I'm sitting there eating my Black History meal. Like speaking I, I, of, that's what we talking about on Clubhouse uh, tomorrow. We talking black about Black History, history Month. month. We talking yes, about black history we're talking month. about the ins and outs of the Black History Month. Yeah. But um, yeah. Before we close out this uh, conversation about the Black Church, I did want to ask you a question. No, if you don't mind. Girl, what the hell? Anyways, um, <laughs> does heaven tell me now? <laughs> do you feel like we talked a lot about community and we talked about the legacy of black women and yeah. all of that type of stuff? Do you think the black church is doing enough currently in the community? I feel like black churches probably do more than most people do ever for community. Um, I'm not connected to black churches here in Atlanta because I'm Jewish. Um, I feel like from what my friends post, a lot of the churches, a lot of the black churches were preparing meals for elderly people mm-hmm. who like, you know, couldn't come to church, didn't have the mobility, yeah, didn't have yeah. cars, and they were delivering to people. Yeah. Um, they were making sure that like they were passing out heaters for people when yeah. like, when it when that cold front came. Yeah, through. yeah, yeah. Um Black Lives Matter marches and stuff like that always made sure that they had like Water, water some sandwiches to pass out to people things mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um, and then generally just keeping their doors open for people that needed them yes um there's one thing that you won't be able to tell me about local black churches and that is that they don't care about their community that's true never that's true never i don't in my care life. where you are i can speak on that in america i won't i will i will literally knock your verbal ass on the ground like yeah. I, verbally like i was just like yeah. i don't even go to these places and i know that's a lie yeah. like i see it all the time right. on my facebook instagram everywhere yeah um i don't know what these super churches in texas be doing though uh the joe austin's the td jakes all them buying jets and shit while people are Freezing in their homes. To be fair, T.D. Jakes do a lot. T.D. Jakes also makes a lot. Anyway, I'm not gonna talk. We got the mega church conversation is totally different. different. I'm sure. I'm sure Mr. T.D. is doing what he needs to do for his people. Yeah, Joe Austin though. Joe Austin will board up a church and be like, "Y'all can't come here." But then, as soon as y'all drag him on the internet, he's like, "Oh yeah, we open the homes." Yeah. Anyway, um, I do think I think that the black church does exactly what it needs to do for its community i don't think that they can like you know solve the world's freaking problems because that's a systemic thing yeah but when they see their community hurting all listen all the saints is coming out and they're gonna do whatever they can yeah to help people yeah um i don't know what more they could be doing given the resources that they have and like what all is going on them having to take care of themselves to be able to take care of other people so yeah i don't know you have a different opinion no i feel like Mm -hmm. i feel like there's lately been a resurgence of um community active or community work through um, through the black church i think that there was a time where the black church got a little lazy interesting um, I feel like coming off of the civil rights movement when things kind of died down a little mm-hmm. bit, a lot of stuff died down a little yeah. bit. I think during the 80s and 90s. They was tired. But also yeah. it was a lot of things that the church, you know, people weren't necessarily listening. I mean, we're talking crack academic. We're talking yeah. about um, the the rise of hip hop where young people were just angry. Yeah. And they had every right to be, right. but they were just angry. So we're talking, I mean, all of those times. And I think that a lot of black church leaders were older. They yeah. weren't really um, cultivating the young people in yeah. the church. And they were kind of, it was like versus the community. 
kind of a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When it came to the young people, yeah. all these people are troublemakers. They're going to do what they want to do and this, yeah. that, and the third. Um, I do want to preface this by saying that my grandfather, who is more than likely listening to this because he supports everything that I hey, do. Hey, granddad, how you doing? Um, my grandfather is a pastor. Yeah. Um, and he, for a long time, realized that what he, his traditional ways of worship, um, mm-hmm. were not really feeding the people. And so mm-hmm. he started doing a ministry, like, I mean, just left the church he was with. Yeah. Um, the church that his family basically built and all of that. And he went to, I mean, minister in prisons and minister with, I mean, because he has a testimony, you yeah. know? And, um, I'm going to tell all my granddaddy to be a snowhill. But, but I will say that those type of people are now leading the church. Yes. Like, even though my granddaddy is in his 70s, yeah. he still is like, no, nah, I know where I came from. You yeah. get what I mean? So it wasn't like the people who had been preaching since they was eight. Yeah. <laughs> all the way up. Shout out to my Uncle James who used to preach in, uh, in the mirror. Come but, on. <laughs> Bishop, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Bishop now. I got a yes. Bishop Coons now. But he's retired now. But then you had those and then you had the ones who were in the streets and then came back to the yeah. church and then they were like, nah, it's, it's a collective thing. Yeah. And so I think that now you have a lot more community programs. You have mm-hmm. a lot of younger pastors. Um, I went to high school with, with a pastor that I actually that really... The TikTok pastor. Uh, I don't know who that is. The, the Instagram pastor the one that does all the like uh like all the dramatics i have no idea what you're uh, I, I probably don't follow him or pay attention to anything yeah. he does but but yeah i know um like i said i have a pastor that i went to um school with we went to high school together and he is um he's actually britney's pastor oh, and yeah when britney told me what church she was going to I was like girl in a maze but <laughs> but it's just dope to see him be like he's my age and he's yeah. you know got a family and all this other stuff and he's still understanding that like he's yeah. no different than me right. and there's not really like an elitism thing going on like a man of the cloth like yeah. he's like no nah, like he preaching in jeans you know so <laughs> i think i think that that is kind of gotten a little better yeah so i will say that i love that yep. um cool just yeah i feel like there's a lot of different aspects of black church and topics that we could explore here. So I'm not going to say that this is our first and only oh, no. episode on black church. No. This was just, you know, you know, kind of skimming the surface of yeah. lots of things and how that plays into things. Yeah. But, um, so we are running a little bit over and that's okay. Yeah. Um, today I was today years old when I learned, I didn't learn that. Uh, I'll be, this past, nah. uh, I need to start writing it down honestly because I feel like that's not true I feel like, like come on now yeah like I really I really feel like I did learn something it just kind of like went to that little container in my head and kind of went away but anyway what did you learn so I learned um about the coup so you know we've been talking a lot about coups lately because yep you know what happened this year um and so we've been talking a lot about those and I ran across a Vox YouTube video um, where, you know, Vox, they are giving you like the story story. Um, and they um, talked about the coup that happened in Wilmington, um, which is, I feel like down the street. And yeah. it's just like crazy how that's not something, of course, you know, we don't learn black history in, um, in schools, but, and we don't, it's crazy because this is, so the white supremacists 
took over basically they they yeah. staged a coup and they actually it was a successful coup um and yes. um if you i would implore you it's a long story but just know that you know it was wilmington was a pretty much a nice black successful city um like other cities were at the turn of the century you know um during reconstruction and there were um you know there were people running for office and there were um governor there was a governor of um the state that you know was very like cool with the blacks and was all good or whatever um republicans at the time you know that was before the switch and then uh, before the kennedy switch (laughs) um and then um so yeah it was just it was just everybody was cool and then like the democrats who were the racists at the time um were like nah bruh and so they pulled all like the poor people, the poor white people or whatever, and they pulled everybody together. And they were like, nah, this ain't this ain't gonna work. And they literally successfully staged a coup. They killed a lot of black people were killed in the process. A lot of black land was taken. Um, and they overthrew the government, the state government and the local government in Wilmington. And now it's an extremely racist part of yep. The country um a lot of redlining going on a lot of um uh what is it called the voting blocking what is it called gerrymandering sure that's yeah. what i was looking for i was like what is that other word yes so that is a lot of that going on in that part of town i mean that part of the country um that's actually used in a lot of case studies for gerrymandering because yeah. of how bad it is um and basically them staging that coup um well over a century ago has called has caused lasting effects. Yeah. So when you guys are sitting there, I just want people to think about how when we talked about how horrible that that possible coup could have gone, um, it, when they did the <laughs> when, when they did the national, it could have literally went all the way left. So let's just be glad that it didn't go all the way left because it could have had lasting effects for literally centuries. So yikes. Yep. Well. I just, I know we had like this great black church conversation and I just brought it back to racism. No, but like, I mean, also two things can exist at the same time. True. So. True that, true that, that true that, that, true part. that. Um, but that's, I think that's our show. That y'all. is our show. That y'all. is our show. Um, make sure that if you are, a- oh, I did learn something this week. All right. This is what I learned. I learned that in some states, don't know if it's true in Georgia, that they have been setting up appointments for people and that some people don't show up. So if you call at the end of the day, appointments for the COVID vaccine. Okay. Appointments for the COVID vaccine. Got it. If you call around four, which is like an hour before they close, they will give you a last minute appointment to come get a COVID vaccine because if they don't use it by the end of the day, they have to throw it out. (laughs) And they would rather give the appointments to people that aren't, like you know priority yeah yeah. instead of throwing away a perfectly good vaccine so check that out in your city if you know of any clinics that are signing up um it's crazy because like you know my mother gives the vaccine (laughs) i've never heard of that so i don't know if that like you said i don't know if that's in georgia or maybe where we live that there are people showing up for their appointments yeah i don't (laughs) know how the rollout is going in y'all state but definitely try and check out find out if you can do that because the sooner you can get the vaccine, the better it is for all of us. If you choose to get the vaccine. If you choose to get the vaccine. It is personal choice. Yeah. Anything is personal choice. Yes. Yes. Personal choice. I love when people can make choices for themselves. There you go. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Wear your masks. <laughs> Double them up. Wear your masks. Double them up. Put them over your nose. That's if you wear key. them over your nose and you wear glasses, your glasses won't fog up. Just letting y'all know. Mm-hmm. So you're wearing your mask incorrectly. But anyway, um, yeah. Take care. Uh, subscribe to us on Anchor. Google, Apple, uh, Spotify podcast. Mm-hmm. Definitely share our links, yes. our stories yes. uh, with your friends, with your family, in your Insta stories. And um, we'll see y'all in Clubhouse tomorrow. Yep. And also next week. Yep, yep. All right. Bye. Bye.